also is there yes, Patty? I was wondering if you would repeat the uh, very short poem about looking at the Buddha's face in the mirror. Do you recall that last night when you, you mentioned? It was just very brief. And that yes. was made it. Mm, sure. Oh, okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of, your voice is Who am I? Who's Willa? It's part of a Vajra song by Sokani Rinpoche. He's a Dzogchen teacher in the Nyingma tradition. Um, in the Tibetan tradition, in Dzogchen at least, there's this uh, the masters often spontaneously um, compose a verse. So the whole, that was just two lines. Do you want to just hear the two lines, or do you want to hear the whole verse? We'll begin with the two lines. And the then two the whole lines. Verse. Yes, those two lines from the middle of the verse. There is no Buddha elsewhere. Look at your own face. There is nothing else to search for. Rest in your own place. So the whole verse is um, very beautiful. Um, Don't wander, don't wander. Place mindfulness on guard. Along the road of distraction, Mara lies in ambush. Realize that your mind, hang on, I missed a bit. Oh, go ahead. Realize that your mind is unfabricated primordial purity. There is no Buddha elsewhere. Look at your own face. There is nothing else to search for. Rest in your own place. Non meditation is spontaneous perfection, so capture the royal seat. I've missed a bit of that verse. I'll find it and come back to it. And don't worry about the non-meditation bit. We'll get to that (laughs) day seven. (laughs) Well, the important part of that was preceded by... uh, uh, This may have been uh, Willa who said... um, you know, the truth is not out there, the truth is in here. And um, I spent my whole, well, yeah, pretty much my whole life looking out there for the solution, for the answer, mm-hmm. and I've only just really come to understand that the, I don't trust it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my whole culture says, it's out there, it's not sure as heck isn't in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the the trust is, um, and as you say, there's the Buddha who sees the truth as it is to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's all practices. <laughs> it is, and it takes it takes a while to learn how to to trust and to rest into that. It's it's a kind of a gradual moving in, and yeah. what often what we are confronted with first is the, the fear, the not knowing where to rest. And our attention is very much conditioned to leap 
to things, and particularly external things. Um, and part of the delusion is that we're somehow finding safety in that, our clinging to external things. Um, but that keeps us running because the truth of external things is that they keep changing. And um, our habitual movement is that we, we leap from one thing to another in the hope of finding some security, some satiety. Um, but it eludes us. But we never stop running to actually ask, why is it eluding us? We just keep running to find something. That's the habit of the mind, attention, moving, moving, moving. Um, so practice begins to shine a light on that, even just with the suggestion of stopping and looking. Oh, is there cessation there? The mind keeps going here, there, but does it find satiety? Does it find rest? So you begin to, to open awareness to actually inquire. Are we finding what we're looking for? Not really, we're just jumping, 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 jumping. That's a habitual condition. <coughs> so this is the first noble truth. We're starting to wake up to the first noble truth. Oh, dukkha, what is dukkha? It's not just pain, dukkha is this sense of not finding rest, not finding peace, not finding true satiety. So we really have to wake up to that. That is the habitual condition of the unawakened mind. We have to wake up to that more and more and actually realize the dukkha of it. So we're beginning to, the mind is reflecting on itself. We're using the mind to know the mind. Right? So we have this, there is this knowing quality, but our society, never, our education, we're never taught to look at it. So it's really only the Buddhist teachings or some spiritual teachings that direct our attention to that. And so look, it's possible to actually sit here and cultivate this place of knowing. So eventually we start to get a handle, learning to rest back into the knowing a bit, at least to rest back into the observer and not be so caught up in the doing or in the movement, but keep recognizing, ah, oh, there's a place of knowing movement. There's a place of knowing that which gets caught into things and what that feels like. So more and more we're discerning the, the knowing or initially the knower, we're separating out subject-object, that's beginning to separate out, and the further separation we come more to the knowing, which isn't caught in subject-object, but it's more of a holistic place. So learning how to trust that and how to rest in that is, is a process, because we, we first meet the fear, there's the fear of that drives the movement, the habitual movement. And then there's the fear of letting go you know, of that habitual movement. Like, oh, what is there holding me? What can I rest into? Um, so cultivating a sense of refuge, that there is a holding. And that that is cultivated from our place of in, intention towards the path, as much as trust in the teachers, the teaching, and um, the community of practitioners, the goodness inherent in that. But I must say that that feeling of 
not knowing. You know, when we first practice, let me tell you, it can carry you right through. Just that feeling of not knowing. We think, oh, something's wrong. I don't really know. But actually, we need to come to know the feeling of not knowing. Knowing, not knowing. Knowing, not knowing. Ajahn Mun, the father of uh, this current um, menu of forest tradition practice. In his famous Vajra song, um, Ballad of Liberation from the Khandas, exclaims, knowing, not knowing, is the path for the heart. This is really helpful. Knowing, not knowing, it's like Ouija, knowing, not Ouija. Not knowing isn't wrong. Actually, once we start to pry <coughs> the hand of grasping and craving and clinging and identification to objects and the things that are moving in the heart, once we start to try to let go, we experience this not knowing. If I'm not that, what am I? So fear can arise there, anxiety can arise there. So trust this knowing of that not knowing. It takes some time, but know that it's part of the territory of practice, a big part, and it can lead you into deep insight. So as Willa was saying, that's when mindfulness of body can be so helpful. We want to keep an anchor in the present. Instead of spinning out with not knowing and losing ground, recollect earth element through body, through breath. Stay present as we contemplate these aspects of our experience. there was a way meditation was taught that made that really strong. (coughs) A kind of something from the outside watching. And it's to notice it. It's like a self that's constantly commenting on everything. And, you know, it's it's just so. We just start noticing these things. So something about seeing them, and is it stressful? It's my question to you. Is it, you know, you just start inquiring to it. So, once again, that that very experience can be a doorway. Because there it is, this aspect of your experience. And then there are times when we, we, 
so relaxed and has come so into the immediacy of our experience that that whole kind of dualistic, separated out experience just falls away. Mm. So my encouragement would be, can you let the breath come and touch the mind? Because if you if you really let things come, that watcher seems to just evaporate. Mm. Mm. It's a bit still caught in the kind of grasping quality of the mind, mm. checking out that things are going properly. Mm. If you listen to what the watcher's noticing and commenting on, you get a sense of where it's, what it's arising from. Sometimes it feels like um, uh, perhaps comes from a lack of understanding and actually feeling non-self. So it's almost like that's the guard that doesn't want that to happen. Yeah, so a kind of fear. Mm -hmm. And it's odd because it doesn't feel like fear. I mean, maybe it is, but it's not what it feels like. what, what may be helpful is just to notice when you notice it <laughs> and just see if you get a sense from what it's noticing or saying, what, what it's arising based on. And I do know, I know from my own practice years back, some of the way the noting happened, you know, and, and in some practice made that very strong yeah. and people kind of got stuck in the watcher and, and it was a dry um, alienated place in the end mm. yeah so it's to come it took it took us out of the immediacy out of kind of the loveliness of just sitting here coming out of the fragmented experience of body and mind. So these are all doorways that that show us more and more the Four Noble Truths. So it's nothing going wrong, but it's a place for inquiry. And as I say, there'll be be times because what what we're actually doing is we're generating, coming into the capacity to have the clarity, you know, like the water settled and we can see all the way. So we, we practice with our meditation so the mind so settles, there's the clarity to see some of these things directly. Not from an idea, mm-hmm. but, oh, and now I know it. See what it arises dependent upon, what it senses dependent upon. Mm-hmm. And then times where we're just here, just with what is happening, without someone commenting on it all. Because <laughs> that can be my experience with the watcher, someone's going chuk 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 on the side. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it can be from fear from a kind of selfing habit. 
Self, self and effort. <clears throat> Who am I if I'm not here commenting on everything? And who is commenting? Yeah, so we start to inquire. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes, yes, it's helpful, thank you. Just one thing, the session with the two of you is at what time? Uh, 2.45, I think, the fifth, after the fifth sitting. Okay, thank you. So it lovely to see you. And it's, it's in that... I know what the sun is. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Anything else for this morning? Yes, Carol. I, uh, what did you say about 1045? 245. 245. Yep. Anyone who wants to come. Yep. Folks, like, folks like yourself who, you know, uh, new machine to ourselves or, you know, first, second retreat. Mm-hmm. Just, it can be helpful just to check in. Yeah. It'd be lovely to see you. Okay, shall we leave it there for this morning and we're going to be a bit more ordered this year than last year and the sense is that at this time in the morning to be a, to have a question and answer time. Just so you know that there's the dialogue sessions, but there's also a chance to hear each other and to <coughs> clarify things, like the questions you've asked this morning. Yes. Just a quick question. I need to lie down sometimes, yep. and I kind of set myself up here so I could. Is it not okay to do that? It's fine. Okay. As far as I know, what there's just an etiquette thing out there on the hall, on the entrance way. I think the sense is that if everybody's lying down, it gets you know, just too congested in the hall, but for people for whom there's actually a, a health reason, of course. I, I looked at everybody, you know, when I was, we're setting up, and I said, can we all lie down here? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't think it's conducive to the density, but they feel folk like yourself, of course. Because it's very nice you know, to be part of the energy of practice Any other questions at this point, or shall we finish up? All good. Yep. So it's um, five ten to time to